Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to roco snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. social media, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank our listeners. If you enjoy our show, please write us a review. Also, share it with a friend. This episode is brought to you by Melatonin tonight for our 100th episode. We'll be reading Rip Van Winkle. A story found in Mrs. Lang's 1913 The Strange Storybook. Rip Van Winkle was originally a short story by the American author Washington Irving, published in 1819. It follows a Dutch-American villager in colonial America named Rip Van Winkle who falls asleep in the Catskill Mountains and wakes up 20 years later, having missed the American Revolution. Irving wrote it while living in England, and later admitted he had never been to the Catskill Mountains when he wrote the story. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Riff Van Winkle 
west of the River Hudson, and at the foot of the Catskill Mountains lies one of the oldest European villages in the United States of America. It was built by some of the earliest Dutch settlers, who were so anxious to have everything nice and tidy as it would have been at home, that they brought a large supply of bricks and weathercocks from Holland to make it. And you would never have guessed from the look of the houses that you were in the New World. In course of time, the snows of winter and the heats of summer began to leave their mark on the surface of the bricks, and the cottages that were not well cared for showed signs of wear and tear. In one of the shabbiest of them, there dwelt, while New York was still a British colony, a descendant of one of the old fighters, called Rip Van Winkle. Rip was one of those delightful people who are never too busy to listen to your troubles or to sympathize with your grievances. And if you were short-handed in the hayfield or had no one to grind the corn, you might always count on him. But if men and women loved him, children adored him. He made the best toys, flew kites when there really seemed no breeze to lift them from the ground, and bowled over a larger number of ninepins than the cleverest of them all. As he passed through the fields or the village street, the children ran out of the houses and gathered about him, till you might have thought that the days of the Pied Piper of Hamelin had come back. And if a child was ill, or a snowstorm heavier than usual was raging, there would be a knock at the door, and Rip's cheerful pink face would enter with tales of ghosts and witches and Indians, which, like all the very nicest things, were a joy and a terror in one. Yet, for some reason which few persons, and certainly none of the children, could understand, Rip's wife did not seem to appreciate him as highly as his friends did. When he came home in the evening, and was burning to tell her how he had spent all day sitting on a wet rock above a splendid pool in the river, and how very cleverly he had caught all sorts of big fish. She would point to some logs which needed splitting for the kitchen fire. When he began to relate how the gale of last night had blown down Farmer Galpin's stone wall, and that it had taken both of them all the morning and afternoon to set it up again, she would ask him how it was he had never perceived the gap.